Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm extremely pleased to say that I am joined on this very special episode of the podcast by the winner and new champion of the FlexFox Fantasy Federation. Please give a warm welcome to Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati. Mike, congratulations. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Just wanted to thank everyone for a great season and also congratulate Jeremiah for a nice little competition that went down right to the end. It was a very exciting week of fantasy baseball. Uh, being able to track every move that was made was was terribly exciting all the way through. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about how you're feeling. Is this a, a real personal triumph for you? Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. I think I think it's either it was me and Adam that are probably the longest tenured in the league without winning the championship. So uh, it's about time for me. I'm sure Adam will get his soon, but yeah, very excited. I was nervous up to the end, especially yesterday when it looked like I was down pretty bad. Today was a big day and just managed to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this was a matchup that came down really to the very last game of the week. At at what point did you really believe that you had this thing won, or was it all, always in doubt until the last out? Well, uh, I thought I was going to win convincingly for most of the week until, like, I think it was Thursday with the Scherzer start, and that kind of deflated everything. And then when I saw I was down, like I think Jeremiah had a great uh, a great day yesterday, putting me down. But I forgot how much, but it was a pretty significant number. So honestly, I expected to lose coming into Sunday today, but uh, my pitchers just went off. Uh, gotta throw big ups to uh, Liriano, Wainwright. Uh, but honestly, until like uh, until. Well, I think that there was only one night game today with the Dodgers Cardinals. Until right before that, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really convinced that I was going to win this. Mm. Yeah. Well, and uh, once that game got underway and Wainwright started dealing, it was pretty clear you had it in the bag. But you know, always good to see these things out. Uh, you had an incredible Sunday, like you were saying, ninety three point three points for your team, uh, and a lot of that was due to the the four starts you had lined up. I mean, was this something that you you were confident in? Were you confident in these starters, or did you feel that it was maybe a bit of a gamble still? Nah, man, I got fucking lucky here. Like, <laughs> I'll say that I think Jeremiah got lucky throughout the week. Like, if you see my bats and his bats, like, I had more hits and less at bats and more home runs. But he got more RBIs and runs just because of just luck. But then, you know, coming into the last day, I thought I was pretty much oh, uh, pretty much done with and like who expects Liriano to put up that many points or Wainwright or even fucking Sanzatella or however you say his name. Yeah, I just got lucky with the pickups. I was looking at guys like Jacob Nix and stuff that wouldn't really give me that a good amount of points looking back, but uh, I just got lucky. Yeah, well, and you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and oftentimes you make your own luck in this league, so uh, I feel like probably you deserved a, a couple of good starts today. Well, thank you. Like, looking back, I think uh, 
Cobb going down, Scherzer getting zero points. I think I was due for a little bit of a break, and I'm just happy it came today, and it was a pretty significant break. Mm. Well, and and speaking about that, I mean, it's always interesting to scrutinize some of the moves that a manager made during the finals, uh, and a couple of the guys that you added for this matchup, uh, you know, Cobb going down only got you four points on the week. Wainwright looked pretty bad uh, in that first start he made for you. Uh, were you at, at all concerned that maybe you'd wasted some of these these ads, or were you always confident in the uh, the strategy you'd employed? I was confident in the strategy going in because I was supposed to have uh, 11 total starts if Cobb wouldn't have gone down. Uh, Cobb going down, obviously, you can't expect that, although he was coming off injury, so... I guess I guess there should have been some foresight into thinking that he wouldn't be able to make his two starts this week, but um, uh, it it basically just came down to me picking up as many starters as I could for the last day. Luckily, I, I think I think only one other team picked up Sunday starters, so I was pretty free to rein over the Sunday starters there. But uh, again, I think in terms of competition against Jeremiah. I was better positioned in terms of starters, as he's mentioned on Slack this week. So I lucked out there. I was able to pull out 10 starters that I consider more quality than the ones he was able to. And yeah, just broke down into that. So speaking of those Slack interactions, it seemed like you and Jeremiah had a, a lot more of a back and forth than previous finals contestants have had. Uh, and I think there was maybe a, a little bit of psychological warfare employed on both sides, both uh, both guys attempting to psych the other one out. Was that something that you were concerned about? Do you think Jeremiah got in your head a little bit? Nah, I, I, I love Jeremiah. The guy gets too much flack here, but uh, um, I, I don't like the whole humble play. I know he's a very competitive dude. But uh, I, I wish we could have gone more like uh, just competitive versus a uh, competitive macho kind of thing going on. But uh, I mean, he didn't psych me out. I doubt I psyched him out either. It, it's just all fun here, just talking a little trash, hyping my guys up, him hyping his guys up. I'm sure he was excited when he saw big point totals from his guys. I was excited with my guys. Maybe I showed it a bit more. So. It was just basically maybe me boasting a yeah, bit more. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, those are the sorts of interactions we obviously want to encourage in the, the league. So I'm glad you guys can have fun with it. Taking a step back, though, you did talk about how you've been in the league for a, a long time now, uh, a number of years, and how you'd never quite won the championship before. Do you think that this is the best team you've ever assembled? Whew, um relatively speaking to the rest of the league i'd say probably i mean i think i forgot how big our league was to begin with i am not too sure i can't really remember my teams back then uh just looking back like when you have i'd I'd say i have the best bat and best pitcher and i think that's enough to warrant to say that uh, this is probably the best team especially with the depth i have that i've assembled um yeah, uh, I, I can't really think of the other teams. I, I definitely put this up Well, there. I mean, the results speak for themselves, I would say, and, and certainly you've been able to accomplish a lot with this team. Uh, refocusing on this season, though, 
uh, you have a bit of a reputation as a, a real trader. You're a guy who's always flipping players, moving assets around. Is there one trade in particular that you think enabled you to win this championship? Ooh, good question. Good. Qu- I should have prepared a bit, eh? Um, man, you should have thrown these questions at me, giving me like five minutes. Okay, I'd say um, I think. I wouldn't say one trade, but I, I like to think of trades more as like strings. So the, the the trade that began with Chow that landed me Machado and Scherzer that I then flipped to Lindor, I got me Shaw that ended up getting me Arietta, which I then flipped again. Like like that kind of string of trades, I think that's what helped me most. Uh, I'd say pitching is what really won me this matchup. So. That helping me assemble probably the best pitching core in the in the league. Uh, that, that was probably a trade mm. that put everything. Uh, yeah, it's always good to think about trades in that way as strings, and it does seem like you were able to get a lot of value uh, out of that one. Speaking of Lindor, though, it was pointed out in podcasts earlier this week. Uh, in the finals, he really did not contribute that much to your team. Uh, only three point eight points on the week. Is that something that's a, a concern for you? Have you reevaluated your overall standing of of Lindor, or do you still see him as a, a key member of your franchise? I mean, one week won't really change my mind on any player. Uh, I've tried to assemble. Uh, I tried to assemble a team in which. It's not as sporadic as maybe some other teams. Like you won't have, I don't have too many big, like uh, big strikeout guys. Like go for everything at once, guys. Um, I, I try to like. I really like players that have high floors and maybe not the highest ceilings, but I know they won't hurt me with like fifteen strikeouts in a week. So guys like re- the real deal, Jeff McNeil, coming through for me when Lindor couldn't and. Just in general, like I, I, ha- I think I have the depth to make up for uh, whenever another player doesn't really perform. So in this this week, it was Lindor. Unfortunately, he's one of my more important players, but the slack was yeah. Well, up, and that's uh, why you build a good team with lots team. of depth so that you can make these adjustments on your fly. Uh, would you say that there was one person on your team in particular who was your MVP this season? Uh, I mean, you, you got to go with either like Trout or Scherzer. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is very close to my heart. The Hanniger, thank you, Jamil. I love you always for trading me him and Josh Hader. Uh, don't want to rub this in too much, but thank you. Uh, yeah, Trout or Scherzer, coin flip uh, for either one. Uh, Trout's been the mainstay mm. in my team. So yeah, I'll Trout has been a, a real guy you've come to depend on over the years, so I can absolutely see uh, his value to you. Uh, just to put a bow on some of these other matchups we've been tracking this week, uh, the Europa Final also wrapped up today, uh, and it wrapped up pretty convincingly in a, a win for Ash, Sebastian, and the Money Ballers. Uh, 232.6 to 156.5 for Garth M. Uh, Mike, do you have any words for Ash? Are, are you impressed with his victory here? Well, first of all, congratulations to Mr. Sebastian here. And yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think he gets too much flack too, especially from guys like Adam, who who seem to just rail on him all the time. I think the guy has a great team, especially in terms of bats. His pitchers are pretty shit. I I know he acknowledges. I think he acknowledges that. 
and I know he's working on that through through prospect uh, prospects. But I think the guy has a good team. It's young. The core is there. He just has to wait a bit for his pitchers to come up, and I think I think he can come out in the mold of kind of like a Tilo. Yeah, in, we'll in have to see where he goes from here. Obviously, the Europa winning is a, a good building block to build off of. In the third place matchup, you had uh, Flex taking on Ryan, uh, and it was Ryan who was able to win, uh, wrapping that up today with 207.5 to 180.2 for Flex. Uh, obviously, you beat Flex in the, the semifinal, and uh, you had more than enough points that you would have beaten Ryan in, in this final, but was this a situation where you would have rather faced Ryan in the final, or were you you know just as happy to, to see him in the third place game? No, I'd I'd much rather uh, face Jeremiah. I really like the storyline of for, uh, versing uh, the third place team, second place team, first place team, and I feel like if you don't go up against the best and you win, it's not really a convincing victory. So I'd much rather go with Jeremiah. But this matchup, um, I mean, it was bad weeks for both. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to say, fuck Ryan. You gotta throw that in. So fuck Ryan. But um. My man Adam here couldn't pull it off. Uh, I, I'm not too sure he's disappointed about this, but uh, I mean, I think it's two owners that were expected much more that still went pretty far, but we're a bit deflated with what they had to end Yeah, up I mean, it's obviously unfortunate facing. when you end up in the third place matchup, and uh, I can see why these teams would, would take their... Uh, feed off the gas pedal as it were so that's unfortunate but it was still a, a fun matchup and it'll be exciting to see where ryan goes from here in particular and whether he can bounce back and and be in the finals next season mm-hmm. yeah i think his team's great his team's young i think the same can be said about adam i think we have a nice uh a nice grouping of kind of top teams that can kind of put a run together any given year so that's always interesting and we also have a bunch of teams that can kind of become uh sleepers overnight kind of like i mentioned already uh, richard or uh, cam and jathish always re like putting together brand new teams now they'll have years consecutive years of working on the same team so mm, that's a, a good way of putting it it's very exciting to, to look at the future of the league uh, and speaking of what's next, I know you've been league champion for all of 25 minutes now, so uh, it might be unfair to spring this on you, but, you know, fantasy baseball never stops. The The ride only keeps going. So looking ahead to the 2019 season, do you believe that you can repeat as league champion? My plan is to trade most of my good veterans to Chow for prospects. I and see. That's a, and I are going to flip-flop championships I, every year. <laughs> no, I, I, think I, have a, I think I have a good chance of repeating. Again, a lot of this does come down to luck. Uh, you get lucky three weeks in a row. Like um, I know I think the previous two weeks of the finals, both weeks I didn't put up the most points of the week. So I would have lost if I was facing uh, other teams. So again, luck comes into play more than more than anything, and um, I'm confident in my team. I'm I'm sure I'll put up a fight. Yeah, well, I win nothing again. is ever given deep. So you got to start putting in work now to to repeat next September. 
speaking of the offseason, though, obviously there's a, a lot of good stuff coming up there, and there's a, a lot to look forward to, it seems, this year more than ever. Uh, trading does open again for the, the season this coming Wednesday. Do you have any trades prepared that you're you're going to make as soon as trading opens, or are you just going to continue to evaluate things? Well, let me first preface this for apologizing to everyone in the league about harassing them about certain players, such as you with Altuve, I guess Chris with like Edwin, Adam with Rizzo, Ryan with like half of his roster. So I apologize there. And uh, in terms of trading right now, I haven't really put much thought into it. I'm sure it'll pick up more once it does open but whether you have anything lined up as of this moment to pull okay uh, well, whatever, noon obviously or there's still time Wednesday, to prepare things not. but uh i'm sure you will take your time and really take a good hard look at your team before making any deals uh also there's a lot of other stuff happening this offseason you got the the minor league draft uh which is something a, a lot of teams look forward to have you done any research in particular about prospects for the the upcoming minor league draft or are you going to sort of take a look at that now that the the season has wrapped up i mean what i what i did last year was essentially look up uh five hyped up guys like a week before the draft and that worked out really well for me. So uh, I think that's probably what I'll do uh, again. But I will say uh, I've, I, I've read some names. I've heard some names that I've kept tabs mm-hmm. on. But it's only like two well, or three I mean, and I, it's, I really uh, don't expect to get them. It's interesting to hear how different teams prefer, uh, prepare for these things. So I'm sure lots of guys will want to emulate your style. But uh, there's no one right way to do it. Uh, on a similar note, uh, you've got the the keeper deadline in February, uh, followed by the major league draft. Uh, there's going to be a ton of movement before then, I'm sure. But uh, do you feel confident that you have at least an idea of who your best 15 guys are? Uh, no, because I expect that to change. Maybe not significantly, but a decent bit. I like, uh, I just picked up Caleb Smith. I wouldn't mind keeping him. So, uh, I don't want to put out too much out there to put me in a bad negotiating mm-hmm. position. Well, it wouldn't but be a, a Mike Kaminsky team if there weren't changes happening. That. So, uh, look forward to seeing how those all play out. Uh, I, I think that's more or less all the questions I have for you. Obviously I, I want to let you have plenty of time to, to celebrate this victory and, really soak in the moment. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap up to the the hundreds of millions of fans who are listening to this right now? To the hundreds of millions of out, out there in the numerous countries you may be hearing this from, I just want to thank the league for being such a great league. I'm surprised how far this has gotten. Most of the leagues I've been in just flop after a year or two. There's all these you know, bullshit controversies that go on. People quit in the middle of the league. We've had a few of those, but not. it hasn't been really consistent. So I just want to thank this for being such a great league, for it being active, it being fun, 
all the great people here that have gone to meet, that have gone to uh, very well said. Against, uh, we should all be especially appreciative of the FlexFox Fantasy Federation now more than ever. Uh, it's a great league, and this has just been a, another great season for the league. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Uh, but this is indeed another chapter in the book, uh, a season finished. And uh, it's with heavy hearts that we bid adieu to 2018. What a year it was, but there's always so much to look forward to. The ride really doesn't ever stop, uh, but we all have to to take a break and appreciate this victory and reflect as we head into this offseason. So for all of us here at Flexbox Broadcasting, I want to say good night and good fantasy.